All right, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night, the first ever Thursday night uh, live pod recording of the Doug and Barn Show. Normally we do uh, Tuesday nights, but this week, since the playoffs are starting, we're doing a, a second show this week. So if you missed the Tuesday night show, go ahead and check that one out. Um, but we are doing a Thursday night show and we are doing playoff predictions. Um, uh, I'm Doug. I got Barnes here. Ayo. And Derek is part of, uh, the Bleacher Brawls crew. And tonight we're going to talk all about, um, wildcard predictions. All right. Uh, we'll talk all four rounds. We're going to give our predictions. We've also gotten the predictions of everyone in our crew and, uh, Dave and Freddie, if you'd like to hop on in a little bit and tell us your predictions, uh, we'd appreciate that, and then you'll be live on our pod uh, when we put it out tomorrow morning. So, uh, Barnes, what's going on, my man? Well, nothing's going on too much right now. Just literally, like, looked at the schedule for tomorrow for the wild card playoffs, and I was like, man, I'm going to get a full day of baseball while I'm at work. Yeah. And I'm going to find a way to make it work. <laughs> I was like, at all costs, I will have a game on at some point in the office or when I'm outside, it'll be on. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for wild card to start. You know, it's, it's pretty cool because it's just best two out of three. And I'm like, oh, these will go nice and fast. Hopefully nice and fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it is nice that today and tomorrow, or sorry, tomorrow and, and Saturday, uh, we get four games no matter what. And then Sunday will be super exciting if there are any game threes, right? So that's always nice. Um, normally there's, I mean, I think in previous years there have been a couple of times where all four fall on the same uh, day, but normally they, you know, they're they're scattered by a day. And um, this is just really cool. Um, you know, and then it looks like we'll probably get the same thing with the division series round too. Um, where we'll get four games um, per day, and, and we'll see it there. All right. Um, I think we're just going to get right into it. Um, so we got four games starting tomorrow. Uh, the Rays are at Cleveland. The uh, Mariners are at the Blue Jays. The Phillies are at the Cardinals, and the Padres are at the Mets. Um, before we give predictions, which one guys are you most excited for? Me personally, I'm really excited to watch the, uh, the Phillies and the Cardinals, uh, where I work, I've got a tons of, there are tons of Phillies fans and I just, I, I don't think that the Phillies will do anything. So I kind of like hope I get to rain on their parade a little bit by rooting for the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm really excited for that, but. You know, I, there's obviously a bunch of Mets fans where I work too, so I'm kind of like rooting for the Mets to win for them. But yeah, I hate Philly, so yeah. Driving, uh, driving up today, I had serious on the whole time, and whenever someone new came on, they were like, "The Phillies have the better pitching staff." The Phillies have the better pitching staff, and I'm like, "Yeah, but the Cardinals do everything else better." The Cardinals have the NL MVP and probably the runner-up yeah. with Goldschmidt yeah. and Arenado. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and their pitching is right, probably not as good one-two punches, you know, Nola and Wheeler, 
but the back end uh, of that bullpen's a lot better. Yeah, Quintana and and Nicholas are no slouches either. Yeah, we actually covered um, Quintana on the Tuesday episode, which uh, you can listen to on Apple Pod or Spotify, where we highlighted some players that we to look out for. Mm-hmm. Quintana was my guy, and he's getting the ball uh, tomorrow, and I think he's. I really think that he's going to help the Cardinals win. Yeah, I agree. Um, Derek, which series are you looking most forward to? Um, series I'm most looking forward to wild card series. Yeah, series is probably the Padres and Mets, but the game I'm most excited though is Game One of Rays and Guardians because of the pitching matchup with McClanahan and Bieber. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say so. I'm surprised, uh, Derek, you didn't say Seattle and Blue Jays, and uh, you know because you've been Team Seattle all all year. Well, um, the matchup of the Padres and Mets is more intriguing to me because I legitimately think if like Juan Soto gets hot or Manny Machado gets hot, like cool, the Mets won what what a ninety something game, ninety eight games or whatever it was. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Juan Soto gets hot. Manny Machado gets hot. They both get hot. Good luck beating that Padres team. Well, the the Mets were 101 wins. What whatever um, the number was, as, but yeah, as, as were the Braves. Um, so before we get started with that, let's uh, also welcome in Alvaro, our uh, resident, yeah, our uh, resident graphic designer. He does awesome work. If you ever need anything, hit him up, guys. Um, one game. The Braves and the Mets, that whole series, you know, the the, the NL East and the NL wildcard uh, off of one game, right? The Mets needed to win one more game, and they would have had the first round by. Like, that's insane. They either needed to win one more game against someone else or just one of those, like, not get swept this last weekend against the Braves. Um, any advantages, disadvantages? to uh, winning the East and getting the first round by or playing all the way through? Barnes, my, my My initial like gut reaction is always, and I'm actually kind of opposite, is everyone's like, oh, man, you kind of want that first round by. You don't, <laughs> you don't wear out those pitchers. I'm actually of the camp where playing that first round is sometimes helpful. Because you go a couple days, you go a week without playing, you know, you can almost be shot. And you kind of see it like, after the All-Star break yeah, where some of those stars have like that little bit of like a slow start again. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily want your stars to be getting out slow in October. So right. personally, I think the Mets are like almost better off by getting these extra games. Granted, they could easily get knocked out by a pretty good Padres team. But it's like, hey, like, are we gonna stay hot? Where like Acuna, it, does he get colder? You know, and Acuna yeah. is a, a guy that, hey, they probably need him to step up a bunch. Yeah, yeah. It also depends too on your team's injury situation, I think, um, or if your team's an older team. Because if you're an older team or you have some injury problems, getting that bye could be really helpful in getting guys healthy or resting some guys. Um, but also too, if you're kind of a younger team, maybe like the Blue Jays or Cleveland, you know, do you really need that, you know, week off? Obviously you'd rather be in the second round guaranteed in the second round of the playoffs, but when you're looking at long-term, 
um, you know, maybe those younger teams don't need though that you know week long kind of buy and you know not playing games where they can kind of continue uh, staying in the swing of things and get get on a roll potentially. Yeah, um, I can see him welcome in. Uh, we'll get to you in a second. Uh, if you could just mute yourself, and, and once we get into the matchups, we'll uh, we'll take everyone's predictions here. So just give us a couple minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, listening to the, the radio all, all day, driving, um, the thing that stands out most for me is um, how the bull, how you can manage your bullpens. Like you get that first round by and your bullpens are well rested and they're not like where a lot of these series are going to be like bullpen series, you know, like, like, I feel like the bullpens are going to be heavily involved. Well, especially, uh, Tampa Bay and Cleveland, they both have two insane bullpens and the Yankees, come in and their bullpen is going to be completely rested, right? Whereas the Rays in Cleveland, the, whichever one of them wins, can, um, you know, they could be hurting right away. All right, so let's get into it, guys. Um, we'll go AL and NL. We'll start with uh, the Rays and Cleveland series. Derek, you touched on this earlier. Uh, give us a preview of game one. Uh, you know, you, you were talking about game one already. Um, talk to us about game one and a little bit uh, more what we're going to see in that series. I mean, this is this is a series that I think it's going to be a very close pitching battle. Yeah. Um, the Rays rotation, they're going to roll out McClanahan game one. Game two, they're going to roll out Glass now. And then I would expect game three for them to roll out Drew Rasmussen. Uh, with um, what's his face? Um, with Jeffrey Springs to mm-hmm. uh, piggyback him, uh, in Game Three because Springs uh Springs didn't start all year. He started the year in the bullpen. Um, so they I guess they would ver- revert him to the bullpen, uh, in a Game Three scenario if they needed him there. Um, and then Corey Kluber is going to be going to the bullpen for them. Uh, for Cleveland they're going to have Bieber in Game One. Um, there and then we don't we don't know who their Game Two starter is. It's probably um, going to be but, has to be Tristan McKenzie. Yeah, I it's mean, probably going to be Tristan think. McKenzie. Yeah, it's probably going to be Tristan McK- and then Cal Quantrill. They just haven't yeah. announced McKenzie yet. That's why I said I right. don't know. Um, right. But we talked about it on Tuesday night. That Cleveland rotation is nasty, and you get to that back end with uh, Karen Chack and especially Class A. I mean, good luck beating that. All they got to do is score one, and if they can shut you out, like they can easily shut you out. But yeah. so can the Rays. I mean, the Rays, you roll with McClanahan. McClanahan gives you seven strong, and then you reach that back end of the bullpen, and they aren't as big of names, but they're still going to shut you down. And Glass now can get deep in the game as well. And then you piggyback Rasmussen, potentially Rasmussen with Springs, and you know then you can get deep into that game and get deep into your bullpen again if you're the Rays. Um, I think it's going to be a very pitching-heavy series. Um, and which offense can get those timely runs, driving the guys on base, get those runs scored with two outs. I think that's going to differentiate who wins and who loses this series. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, Barnes, hearing all that, what do, you know, as the Yankee fan of, you know, that's here right now, um, who do you want to see facing the Yankees? To be honest with you, I, I think I'd rather face the Rays mm-hmm. just because I think that we know what we can do against the Rays where we've uh, – I forget what we did against Cleveland this year, but 
I would, I'm more scared of Cleveland than I am of Tampa. And I think it's mostly just because, holy cow, you're going to roll out Bieber, McKenzie, Quantrill. And I think that the game one will be definitely really interesting, like Derek highlighted a little bit. But I, in game two, where it's Glasnow and McKenzie, we haven't seen Glasnow this year. McKenzie's been really reliable, like, almost all year. Yeah. And then game three, I'm going to take Quantrill versus anyone that the Rays are going to send out. I think Quantrill has been really slept on, and he's he's a quality starter. You know, he, he pitched just the other day, and he was phenomenal. Like, holy cow, like, talk about three quality guys that are going to go out there. They're going to give a problem to any team that they're going to face, whether it be the Yankees, Houston, you know, any of the NL teams. Like, if Cle- I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland got all the way through to the end just based on their starting rotation and their bullpen. Yeah, so, I mean, that was – well, we'll get into that. in in we'll At the end, we'll do an upsets uh, section. And uh, I, I got something for that too, but um, all right. So, uh, so I, but I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I think, the, I think the guardians are going to beat Tampa Bay, but I think the Yankees would have an easier time against Tampa Bay uh, if they played them. Um, Kasim, what's up, man? Thanks for joining. Uh, you're live on our pod uh, on Bleacher Brawls pod. What do you think about uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and Cleveland uh, series? Uh, I think it's going to be a good series, but, um, you know, uh, to say who i rather play or who do we rather face, um, I'm not like that. I think whatever, whoever wins, whoever we play, that's fine. But you got to go out and do it, right? you got to go out and do it. But I will say, I'll, I'll be here and be honest. Look, Tampa's been a thorn in our butts for yeah. years. So, um, but my edge, uh, it goes to the – Cleveland Guardians because I really love their pitching staff. I still like their bullpen over Tampa. And to be honest, I think it's going to be a sweep. I think it's 2-0. I think Bieber and McKenzie really end up beating them. And I think Cleveland's a very good team. Uh, depends on, you know, if it, their weakness, Cleveland, going into the year, nobody thought they were going to win division. Nobody thought what their offense was going to be besides Jose Ramirez. And they turned out they're a bunch of, you know, a bunch of scrappy players, very good players. You got an MVP in Jose Ramirez. You got okay. one of the best managers in the game in Terry Francona. Um, you can't underestimate them. And to be honest, I like Cleveland in this series. Nothing against Tampa. Just I think Cleveland got more fire pitching. Um, I think their bullpen's legit. And to be honest, they showed they could, they could score runs. And I think Cleveland's going to pull it off uh, for the wild card. Yeah, so the other thing, and I'll get to Freddie in a second. The other thing is Tampa Bay, in their last eight series, they've gone one. They've won only one series, lost six, and tied one. So they're, they're like, kind of cold, right? They're not playing gr- the greatest version of baseball. Where Cleveland has been smoking. We talked about this on Tuesday, I think, Barnes, or we talked about it on Sunday. Uh, but Cleveland has been on fire. They've won like, remember, I was like, where did Cleveland come from? And you're like, yeah, they won like their last nine to 10 or some, some crazy stuff like that. Yeah. At the time of that recording, they won nine of their 10 and then they like went on to finish the rest of the year, like winning, basically winning out They're yeah. They're just, they're, they're hot at the right time. They're like, like Kasim said, like, holy cow. Like, by the way, thanks for joining. And, talking like this is yeah. phenomenal this is what we, this is why we do the show we love hearing from other people but like like you said like they're fi- like 
no one really thought they were going to do anything besides Jose Ramirez. And if you listen back on the Tuesday show, you know, we highlighted a couple players that are on that team that are just phenomenal, you know, that you didn't really think about. And they're just getting, they're literally getting it done. And they are, I, what I think is pretty cool about this series is it's just two teams that I think have the same recipe for success where we're going to have great pitching. We're going to have good, a great bullpen. We only need to score one or two runs to win the game because we're going to play good defense too. Yeah. So it's like, who's going to make the most of the opportunities that come up and who's going to make the least amount of mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. All right, Freddie, what do you got for us? Uh, Tampa Bay and Cleveland. Thanks Um, for joining. Of course. Um, Well, as a Yankee fan, I would rather face Cleveland and Tampa Bay. And this is, this is why I like Cleveland better than Tampa Bay in in general is because Cleveland has more hitters like like I feel like Cleveland has a better hitting hitting uh what's it called hitting uh I, like I, I don't know like, I just feel, yeah like I just feel like Cleveland can 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 get it done more than the Rays can because okay. Cleveland Cleveland has a better pitching staff as well even though the Rays have that bullpen they have Corey Kluber in the bullpen now they have Glass now starting game one most likely I feel like Cleveland has Jimenez they have Ramirez they have Quan they have a couple guys that can get it done. They're they're very scrappy with their play and they and they look better than than the Rays do. And as a Yankee fan, Thank the you. Rays have been adorned in our side, like Asim said. I feel like the Rays have, have always been adorned in our side, just in the regular season in general. Like like in twenty twenty they beat us in game five of a Michael Presso home run off Chapman and you know, as a Yankee fan and as a fan of any team, like you really just don't forget the teams that beat you in the playoffs. You you really don't forget. And yeah. it's like and it's like as a Yankee fan and as a baseball fan in general, I want to see Cleveland win because I feel like Cleveland deserves it. Cleveland Cleveland is a better team than the Rays, and I feel like, yeah, that's just basically it. All right, there you go. You want you want to play the better opponent. Um, I I completely agree with you. All right. Um, Let's up on Emmanuel Class A real quick before I move on. Go for because it. Because we're not going to bring it. Class A in his last 71 outings, so you just take out his first six outings, of the season has a 0.93 ERA. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about class. A a lot, and, and he's probably the best closer in the postseason right now. Um, the guy I would put my money on. I mean, he's the best closer in base has to be the best closer in baseball right now. Uh, I don't know who finished the season with the most saves, but I'm sure he's, he's very much up there if, if it's not him. So that's going to be a pretty cool series. I'm looking. I think I'm looking forward to that one uh, the most because I think that one could kind of. I can see the others being a little uh, lopsided, um, and um, kind of like two wins, two, you know, two to two to nothing series wins, where I could see the Tampa Bay and Cleveland going uh, till Sunday. All right. We'll move on to the second AL East team. Um, if nobody has anything else, anyone have anything else on Tampa Bay or Cleveland before we move? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I've got the Guardians in three games. You know, I, uh, Derek, who do you have? Uh, I have Cleveland in three games only because I don't think Glasgow is going to be able to go more than three or four innings at the most in game two. So they're going to have to use Springs in game two, which means it's all up to Rasmussen in game three. And I'm going to give Cleveland the edge there. So I didn't, um, I, I didn't get access to the chat from this uh, account, 
What what do the other uh, Bleacher Brawls guys have? If someone's uh, can can look that up real quick. Yeah, I had Cleveland in the sweep. So okay, yeah. Uh, let's let's take a peek. I'm trying to. Uh, it looks like Joey's got Tampa. Luke has Cleveland. And uh, John also has Cleveland. Okay. So what about Al- what about Who's Alvaro? Alvaro uh, sent his in, and Pat, uh, Pat sent his in too, right? Pat has Cleveland, and where's Alvaro? I'll look for it. Let me give me a All second, right. but let's move on. I'll yep. update you. All right. So, um, if if someone could just write down uh, for the other series, either Derek or Barnes for me, just write down the winners of the other series and just keep them. Um, all right. So Seattle and Blue Jays. Um, Blue Jays getting the top wild card spot. And they play the second best wild card spot, and that's another topic we'll get into later. Is this format good, right? Um, meaning, does the third seed get to play the worst, um, the worst wild card? You know, the third wild card winner and the two middle wild, you know, the first and second wild card winner playing. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But that uh, that's the case we got. For Seattle and Blue Jays, um, they will all be played in Toronto, and you know the whole country is going to come out for that. Um, a lot of stars in here. Uh, J-Rod in his rookie season is going to see postseason action. Seattle, obviously, in there for the first time since 2001, I believe. Um, but is there – is it going to be short-lived? Um what do you guys think? What do you guys think about this series? It's my favorite series out of all of them. Okay, nice. Uh, be honest, and not only you see a lot of great players, a lot of um, young guys, great talent, but you also see history. Two teams that haven't made the playoffs in a while. And you know it's going to be electric at the Rogers Center. No one watching, yeah. watch, watching the days of Joe Carter, watching the days of Jose Batista. I remember those days. I've been watching baseball since 1990, so... But I'll tell you why I like this series, and I'll give my prediction. I think you got one high-powered offense in the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, you got Seattle. Their offense is not that bad. I know they lost some couple of players right now to injuries, but it's not really that bad. They could score runs, and they can hit the ball. Con- good contact hitters. Um, but my edge... Um, Goes to the Seattle Mariners because I like the rotation more than I like the Blue Jays. Oh, okay. And I also give the edge, the bullpen to Seattle because Seattle's one of the top five bullpens in the game for the year. And um, and if I had to make my prediction, I like if if you guys want to call an upset, go ahead. But I don't. I think Seattle wins the series two to one. Okay. Uh, Mario, I'll get to you in in a couple minutes once we hear from Barnes and Derek first. Uh, we'll get you in, so don't go anywhere. Um, Barnes, Derek, uh, tell me about this series a little bit. Uh, man, uh, Toronto, we know all about their players. It, it, they have a whole list of guys who are just like, oh, wow, Vlad. Oh, wow, Bo Bichette. Oh, wow, Alec Manoa, like Alejandro Kirk. Like You feel like you can name almost everyone on that Toronto Blue Jays team. And then unless you're a Mariners fan, you're like, oh, I know Julio yeah, and Luis Castillo, and you're like, oh, well, uh, that at least that's how I feel, and I feel like most of most of the general public is. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle like came on 
I'm I'm just on the the Toronto train right now. I think that they really do get a home field advantage. Like I I really just do. Like even it, even though it happened like a you know a little over a week ago about when uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. hits that uh, walk off hit to win the game against the Yankees, and he's like, "This is my house. This is my house." <laughs> and you know, obviously, we shut him up the next day. But it was one of those like. Yeah, dude, they they just they play way better at home. Like and I I just think that they have a better I don't know why. I feel like just luck's going to roll onto their side and they're just going to get it done at home and tell Seattle to go back to their rainy state. Yeah. Um that's fair. Derek, any uh, insight here into um, the series? Yeah. Well, the Blue Jays have some big question marks. So what is Guriel Jr.? and Santiago Espinal. Are they going to be able to play? Will they even be able to be on the roster? Those are two big question marks. Kevin Gosman is another question mark. He's got a finger injury. Don't know when he, when or if he will pitch in this series. Uh, seems like he'll be on the roster. However, the Blue Jays are saying, depending on how Game 1 goes, will depend on if Kevin Gosman will pitch in Game 2 or not. I think that decision is going to burn them. I think they're going to win Game 1. They're going to try and save Gosman for game three. It's going to burn them, and they're going to end up losing the series in three. Okay. Um, Seattle having their uh, injury problems themselves. Uh, uh, Jesse Winker just went on the on the IL. Uh, Winker hasn't been amazing this year, though, so it's not like they're losing J-Rod. Yeah. No, you're right. They did just get – but, I mean, Winker's been, like, you know, one of the guys you can name in there. And um, losing – you know, that type of guy, it, it, it does hurt him. Um, but yes, they do have J-Rod back. And, you know, Eugenio Suarez is uh, kind of like a one-trick pony here uh, with, you know, kind of home run or bust. Um, we'll see. I mean, this should be a good one, too. Um, let me get Mario in here, and then I'll go to Freddie. Oh, how do I accept? There we go. All right, so Mario, um, we're just here giving our predictions. We already did the Tampa Bay and Cleveland, um, so I can get your opinion on that when we come back around. But um, you have any weigh-in on Seattle, the Blue Jays? Yeah, uh, first off, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, thank you for joining. Um, So Seattle and Toronto. So my biggest thing is we've kind of – Everybody that's, especially Blue Jays fans, have been waiting for them to click, right? We've been kind of waiting for them to hit their stride. We thought somehow they would pass the Yankees and get and, and win the AL East and possibly get a, a bye. It never happened. You know, their offense has kind of been, I don't want to say up and down, but sometimes they'll go a game scoring 10 runs and then, Another game, they'll just go quiet, like quick outs, all all of this. And I, I think um, somebody said it with Seattle, how great their bullpen is. That they really have a couple guys in there that can not give you length, but can give you, you know, you know Castillo is going to give you six innings, seven innings of good baseball. Yeah. And with that change up, I don't think he's, I don't think he's a guy that's afraid of the moment. But I will say this. I don't know if this makes sense, but I think for me, I'm not a big fan of Scott Service as a manager. So I feel like 
Seattle, I don't think they're content with winning a series, but them making it back there was good for them. And I think they'll win this series 2-1. I don't know about Jesse Winker, actually. So I was thinking about possibly leading Toronto. But I think I'm leaning Seattle 2-1 because I think that they'll let the bullpen, if one of these guys get in trouble in game one, two, or three, they'll have a quick hook. That's what I think. But I think they will be overwhelmed in the ALDS. But I do think that they're playing to win this series. Like, they're not playing yeah. for they're not playing for next or uh, Tuesday. They're worried about winning this series first. But I think it'll hurt them coming into the ALDS. I, I think that series will end in three or four. But I think Seattle will end up winning this series. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Good. Uh, good. That That's a good prediction. Um, let's get Greeny in here. Greeny's been on our Greeny's been on our show before. Uh, Greeny, thanks uh, for joining us and welcome. We're talking about Seattle and Toronto right now. You have any insight on, or you want to you want to uh, wait till we get to the Cardinals and Phillies next? All right, we'll get to him next. All right, um, uh, Freddie, you got anything? Yeah. Um... I agree with Mario completely. I think that the Mar- the Mariners are going to pull it off. And I think that Castillo is going to do good in game one. I think that he's going to pull it off. I think the Mariners have a potent offense just as well as the Blue Jays do. But the Blue Jays are missing some key players like, like Osmond. And I think that the Mariners are playing to win this series and this series only. And that they'll falter in the, in the AODS. All right. All right. So let's see what we got. Uh, Barnes, who do you got in this series? I'm taking the Blue Jays two to one. I really think that they're just more—I don't want to say more equipped. I—I I think that because this is Seattle's like world, basically their World Series, like they're playing to win this. Like this is yeah. oh, if we get knocked out next round, like no big deal. I think Toronto has their eye on the prize. Like they've been—they've been primed and ready. You know, we kind of alluded to it on Tuesday. They had this this young crop of guys, and they started bringing in these like older veterans to get it done. And, I really think that they're looking big picture to, to do it. So I got the I got the Blue Jays two to one. All right, uh, Derek. Uh, I got the Mariners for one reason, and it's their pitching. Uh, I think people kind of look at their pitching; they kind of don't really pay attention to it. Um, you look at their rotation: you have Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, and Robbie Ray are probably starting these three games. That's an like an, an elite top three of the rotation, and they also have George Kirby just sitting there. That, hey, if we need to use you in game two or three or even game one out of the bullpen, we can. Um, and then they're back in their bullpen's ridiculous. Uh, Paul Sewell closing out games. He's been one of the better closures in baseball the last couple of years. But also, my big guy in that back of the bullpen, I said it Tuesday, is Andres Munoz. Um, he had that kind of big implosion in Boston when he gave up the walk-off grand slam to Franchi Cordero. Mm. Uh, gave up five runs, four of those earned. Uh, but since then, 49 outings, a 157 ERA, and a 141 FIP. He has been stellar since then, uh, since May 25th, that day after. Uh, that was his first outing after that uh, Grand Slam he gave up. Um, he's been stellar since then, and I don't see why it's going to stop. They roll out Luis Castillo to the – maybe even if he only gets the sixth inning, probably set, probably gets to the seventh inning. Um, then you roll Munoz and Sewell. Then you go, again, Logan Gilbert. If you can't get there, you use another one of your bullpen guys. 
Eric Swanson, Dio Castillo, Matt Brash, their top prospects in that bullpen now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have just so many options pitching. Right? I think uh, Matthew Boyd's in their bullpen. That's another guy um, who can go long if you need it as well, just like Brash and even Kirby for this uh, wild card round. So, and Marco Gonzalez too. So many options for them for the Mariners pitching wise. Yeah. Nice. Um, I got I got the Blue Jays. Uh, I got them winning a close game, like one nothing or two nothing um, tomorrow, and then I see a blowout. I I think they're gonna touch up. Um, who's pitching second? Robbie Ray for the Mariners. Um, it's gonna be Robbie Ray in game two. Yeah, I think I think the Blue Jays are gonna touch Robbie Ray up. Um, so I think the Blue Jays are going to win two in a row. Um, what do the other Bleacher Brawls guys have? Uh, I took a peek real quick. Uh, it looks like John's got Seattle. Luke's got Toronto. Pat's got Toronto. Joey's got Seattle. And uh, Alvaro also has Seattle. Alvaro also has Cleveland for the last series. Okay, so uh, where Bleacher Brawls was very heavy on Cleveland – um, it seems a little bit more 50-50, maybe a little bit edged Seattle. Um, so it, maybe it was like 60-40 in favor of Seattle. If, you know, that's just quick, uh, quick, just a quick look. All right. Um, cool. Any last thoughts about the uh, Seattle and Toronto series before we move on? I've got one in that I think we got to shout out Ty France real quick. Because uh, he's had a great year, and we haven't mentioned him yet. Um, so just a shout-out to him. He's had a great year, and uh, yeah, he's going to be a big part of the Mariners if they can win the series. Yeah. like it. All right. Um, moving on to the National League, we got the uh, third-seed Cardinals taking on the third wild-card winner, Phillies. And we got the... <sighs> Tough Luck Mets, who are the top wild card, um, hosting the Padres. Uh, we'll start with the Cardinals uh, and Phillies. This one, I feel like people are giving. I, I just, to me, I just don't see Philly as that great of a team. Um, I feel like the National League was a little weak. This, you know, outside of the top four. Um, I see the National League a little a little weak. Um, I don't think the Phillies are that good of a team, and I think the Cardinals are a clearly better team. Um, especially you know like Pujols is is hot, and you know you got Wainwright and Yachty last year guys um, all playing in their last years, and I f- I could see the special writing on the wall here to where these guys go out in a blaze of glory um, and give 130% in what could be, you know, their final years. Um, So I'll throw it over to uh, Barnes. What do you think about the, this matchup? And uh, those of you who just joined Caroline, thank you for joining. Um, If you, uh, if you wish to, you know, voice your opinion on this, please uh, just uh, give us a follow. Or uh, request to speak, and we'll get you in. But we'll go to Barnes first. Uh, so we've got the St. Louis Cardinals taking on the Philadelphia Phillies, and 
let me tell you something. I, I also casually root for the Milwaukee Brewers, so I freaking hate the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I also hate the Phillies just because I don't like their fans where I live. I'm just like, I hate you. Um, so <laughs> I really just hate both of these teams. But I do really favor the Cardinals in this matchup. I think they have a ton of talent on that team, a bunch of young talent, and as well as a bunch of like that older talent, like Doug just mentioned. So, like, like those are guys who like Doug said. Sorry. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, these guys have been to the mountaintop. They've done it already. You know, they've they've seen it, and they know what to expect. Like, they know that pressure. And then there's a handful of guys in the Phillies who have, you know, like Bryce yeah. Harper's been there. Schwarber's been close. Schwarber, like. Like you got a bunch of guys. Like I, I think the Phillies are a bunch of individual efforts. Yeah, that amount to like a handful. Of, like oh, Reese Hoskins won that game for them. Oh, Schwarber won that game for them. Oh, Harper won that game for them. Whereas I feel like with the Cardinals, yeah, of course there's the Goldschmidt games, and then there's the Arenado games. But then there's these guys who are coming out of the woodwork, like Edmund Carlson, like. Heck, even Nolan Gorman like had a really good year this year. Obviously, I don't think he's on their – I think he might be dealing with a little bit of an injury. Derek will be able to update us with that. But, like, there's just so many other guys on that Cardinals team that I think can contribute, whereas I think the Phillies only have a handful of guys who can really do anything. Yeah, the biggest needle mover in this one for me is defense. And the Cardinals have, like – gold gloves, you know, that can't fit in their closets anymore, whereas the Phillies can't even spell defense. Um, Derek, what do you got? Um, I got the Cardinals. Um, something interesting to me, though, with this Cardinals team is uh, I didn't talk about him uh, Tuesday um, because he was injured. He just came off the injured list yesterday and made a final appearance to the regular season. And that's Jordan Hicks. I think he's going to be a boost to that Cardinals bullpen. You can look at his numbers this year and go, oh, it's not that good, 44 ERA, whatever. Um, but they also tried starting him this year. Um, since the start of June, he's been better. Uh, a 468 ERA, not great, but a 339 FIP. Um, so the underlying numbers, the other, other underlying numbers as well, like him a bit more than what his ERA is. If he can become that, maybe that, that kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but he can be the, I guess the transition from the starter to the back end of that bullpen with Gallegos and uh, Helsley with a couple other of those guys in that bullpen. I think that'll be huge for them Um, because I'm looking at the rotation and I don't see, I can't think of a guy who's just going to go, you know, seven innings in straight, like, like stellar seven innings getting to that back end. I just don't see it. I can see a solid five innings, maybe six. I just don't see seven out of those guys, so they are going to need a third bullpen guy at least uh, to step up. Um, so maybe that could be important. We'll see how he does. I don't know, if, but it could be important to have another capable MLB arm, and the bullpen does help. Um, but Nolan Gorman isn't injured. He's not on the roster, though. Um, I think that might be, though, because uh, Paul DeYoung is healthy, um, and he's been playing a lot recently, so maybe that's why Gorman isn't on the roster. Um, but I, I, I just think Cardinals just because, I mean, they got the two MVP front runners in Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Pools, Molina, and Wainwright. It's, I, well, we know it's Pools and Molina's last year. I don't know if we know it's Wainwright's last year, but it seems like it's last his last year. Um, so them and the team is going to go all out for them to try and get them one last ring. 
Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you guys. Yeah, no worries. We're talking uh, Cardinals and yeah, uh, Phil right now. What's up? Yeah, I was saying. Uh, regards to this series, um, I- I'm going St. Louis. I like the veteran leadership. I like their presence. I think Pujols, Yadier, Wainwright, and I think you know with the Cardinals, I, I do give the edge to um, for their pitching staff and bullpen. Now, lineup, you can give it to the Phillies. I think Phillies got a very good lineup, but, you know, like you guys were saying earlier, there's no defense really. And I just think, for me, St. Louis is the dark horse out of the National League. I think they could surprise a lot of people and, you know, really go all the way and maybe win it. But just for this series, um, I like them winning the series 2-0. I think think they're going to manhandle – I think they're going to manhandle Philadelphia. Uh, It's not going to be really a contest. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm Cardinals all the way in this in this series. I mean, I I hate to admit, I've actually been to Bush Stadium. I love it there. It's I really like the city of St. Louis. It's a really cool city. Um, but yeah, I like I can't find other than the lineup that's probably got a, you know a couple more names in it in Philly, but. It just feels like more guys can actually get it done in like weird situations where oh we just need a guy to get a hit and continue a rally. I feel like you got more of those guys, maybe not power hitters who are going to hit a home run, but guys who can get on base and just keep it keep it moving till Goldschmidt and Arenado and those big guys at the top of the lineup can really get up to the plate. So I've actually I've got the Cardinals two to, uh, two zero just like boom one two like one and done like two games let's get out of here. Uh, Derek, what about you? Yeah, I'm rolling Cardinals. Um, that Phillies defense is bad. Um, but what people also don't realize, losing Bryce Harper, even though he's still playing, having to have him DH, I think people don't realize how good defensively he is. And now having to put Nick Castellanos out in right field, who is is, in, is nowhere close to being a good defender at all. Um, I think that's just going to hurt them even more, especially in the playoffs. I mean, regular season, I think you can kind of slide by with just not good defense. Um, but once you get to the playoffs, you need good defense, um, especially if it, you're going to get into one of those pitching series where the pitch, which almost feels like every postseason series comes down to, comes down to the pitching in some sort of way, even if the offenses are putting up five, six runs a game. You know, it's going to be close, and you need your pitching and defense to step up. Yeah, well said, guys. Unfortunately, we lost Caroline, who I was trying to get to. Uh, I hope she comes back. Um, yep, I got the Cardinals also, 2 nothing. Um, what do the rest of the Bleacher Brawls guys have? The rest of the Bleacher Brawls crew is a unanimous St. Louis Cardinals. All right. So we literally couldn't find a single person who said Phillies. There we go. All right. Um, too easy. All right, and the last one of the wild card series, and I, th- I feel like this one's going to be the same. Uh, Mets and Padres in New York. Like I mentioned before, Mets just missing out um, by one game over the Braves for the East and at least they spent like 170 some odd days in first. And the Braves spent all of like eight days in first, and um, that's baseball. <laughs> that is baseball, and somehow and if it was before this year, there would have been a game one sixty three. Right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, you know, and the Mets have 15 games or so, just, you know, I, I don't know what their, what the Cardinals exact uh, final record was, but, you know, 15 or so games over the Cardinals and they're hosting a, a wild card game. I'm well, I guess they'd be hosting a wild card game anyway, um, uh, in this new format, but, um, that's kind of weird to think of that he can win over a hundred games and, and you're not the third seed. Well, yeah, you're not the well, third to be seed. fair. To be fair, though, they would be hosting a wild card round even if they were the third seed. So it's right. just it's just seedings different. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's what what I meant. But um, all right, uh, Mets and Padres. Um, you know the Mets have been hot and on all all year. The Padres have had a lot of issues. Um, I've, I don't want to say they just got in, but. It seems like they did. Um, The next closest team was the Brewers. And, you know, the Padres, they traded for Juan Soto, and everyone was like, dude, the Padres are winning everything. And then, like, they didn't really do it. You know, they kind of fell off. They they didn't fall off, but they kind of got lost in the sauce here. Um, Because Juan Soto really didn't do anything. And the whole um, Fernando Tatis situation um that's that's very unfortunate for them um what do we got guys barnes uh mets dodgers uh mets padres so i i saw this meme the other day and i thought it was freaking hysterical and they showed a a six-sided object and they said and it was like oh hexagon they showed an eight-sided object Oh, an octagon. And then they showed a picture of the Mets and they said division gone. And I freaking like, I just thought it was really funny. It was like a really bad dad joke. I just thought it was funny. But I think that the Mets lucked out by playing the Padres. Like, I think if they had to play, like if they had to play the Phillies, the Phillies are kind of like the Rays for, you know, the Rays to the Yankees is the Phillies to the Mets. They always just seem to be a thorn in their side. They're always like a tough matchup because the interdivision. So I think the Mets actually lucked out by drawing the Padres, who I don't think are that strong. And you know, the Mets kind of—I don't want to say floundered at the end, but they floundered at the end. Like they like they lost the division, you know, to the Braves, who are a freaking phenomenal team. I freaking yeah. you know we we've we've said it before, and if you know anything about baseball, they're going to be relevant for the next eight years. Yeah. Um, but. I uh, overall, I really like the, the Mets lineup. You know, their pitching staff is great. They're going to roll out Degrom and Scherzer, and you're like, holy cow! Like, who else can they have? Taiwan Walker's been freaking awesome this year. Whether he gets like an actual start or if he's like a guy who, if so, if God forbid, you know, like Scherzer's struggling in the second inning, like, all right, let's pull him, Walker. So, I, I think the Mets have the Mets have the ability to get past the Padres and move on to the next round. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you there, uh, Derek. Um, this one is uh, this is the series I'm probably most intrigued in, and it's because I think the Padres match up very well with the Mets. You look at the pitching, and you look at the Mets, and you go, you know, well, Scherzer, Degrom, Bassett, and then you have they have Edwin Diaz as a closer. The Padres aren't that bad. You Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, and then Josh Hader at the back of that bullpen. 
like they don't match up like they match up probably just as as well as almost any other team um that's in the wild card maybe it's a couple teams that match up a little bit better but the point is like they match up pretty well in that lineup for the Padres um it's a tough lineup to get through especially when everyone's playing well um now everyone has to be playing well for that Padres lineup um but also you could say the same thing about the Mets lineup everyone's got to be going on for that Mets lineup as well um this series I think is tighter than a lot of people think um and it goes to this whole thing, like, we, so we've seen Juan Soto in the postseason step up, have big moments before uh, in 2019. We've seen, um, I mean, we've seen Machado in the postseason. I mean, 2018 didn't really turn out great for him, but we've seen him in the postseason. Um, we've seen Josh Hader in the postseason. Uh, we've seen Snell in the postseason. We've seen Blake Snell step up in the postseason before. Uh, you Darvish is, like, so this Padres team, definitely you can't count them out. Um, one fun thing though, I do want to bring up because, uh, Doug's here, obviously, um, Josh Hader, I wanted to go with the whole thing with Hader being in every team that he's ever been traded from being in the playoffs. Um, but the Brewers kind of ruined that, but the Astros traded him to the Brewers for Carlos Gomez and Mike Fires. the Astros, I mean, uh, the Brewers got other pieces, uh, uh, back along with Josh Hader. Um, but so the Astros in the playoffs and then in 2013 for Bud Norris, the Orioles traded LJ hose, a 2014 competitive balance round a pick and Josh Hader to Houston and the O's and the O's missed the playoffs too. So I was going to say, Oh, this is going to be some big thing, but you know, the O's and the Brewers just had to screw it up. But, um, yeah, I actually like the Padres in this series. You're, you're going with the Padres. Yeah. Wow. I'm going with the Padres. I wow. I think I I truly think that this Padres team matches up well with the Mets. And if all it takes is one guy, Juan Soto gets hot, Manny Machado gets hot, or even a guy further down the line like a Brandon Drury or a Josh Bell, um, or even a guy who's you might not think much about like a Hassan Kim or Jerks and Profar's their leadoff hitter. If he gets hot, like we saw what Kike did for the Red Sox last year. You know, not the biggest name on the team, but he's in leadoff spot or the second spot of that lineup and it was huge for the Red Sox. Um so yeah, I think the Padres match up very well. I think better than most expect. And also too, um if the Padres win, I kinda wanna get a leg up on everyone and say I was not in the minority. I was so I was in the minority. I was not in the majority for this one and I got it right. So hopefully that can happen. Yeah, going against the grain. So, um, you know, you were mentioning people who have stepped up in the postseason. I don't know how you did not say Mr. Max Scherzer. I, I was talking about the potties, though. I, I know, I know. But, like, Max Scherzer, <laughs> you know, the, the pitching of Scherzer, DeGrom, and Bassett is insane. Like, that might – I think that's the best one, two, three. I think that's better than the uh, – than than the Cleveland's rotation, in, in all honesty, yeah. better than than Dodgers too. I, I I think it's better than the Braves. I, I I think they have the best one two three. And dude, Max Scherzer is a dog. That dude is gonna fight, and he's gonna be like, "Give me the damn ball, and let me throw it." <laughs> oh, that uh, Max yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, my you know, I like this series. Don't get me. Wrong. Uh, you know, I'm from Detroit, so I've watched Mad Max for a long time. He's a bulldog. 
you give him that ball, he's going nine innings. And if he's if he's even telling if if you're telling him take if you're gonna try to take him out during the playoffs, he'll just tell you sit on the bench. I'm gonna handle this. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way he is. Now, according to the series, uh, you know, Derek. To be honest with you, I've been rooting for San Diego to win that division, the NL West, for a long time. With it's the we're all tired of the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just you know, <laughs> I've been I've been on that bandwagon. Yeah. But you know what? They're a disappointment. Nothing against their pitching staff. I love Musgrove. Musgrove should have been a Yankee, anyways, but it didn't happen this year. But I like Darvish. I like Snell. But to be honest with you, according to uh, what he was saying of the top three pitchers. Yes, Atlanta beat uh, Degrom, Serge, and Bassett. But to be honest, I think it's I think it's Buck Showalter's time. I think his luck is going to turn around in the playoffs. And I really, really believe in this pitching staff. And you know, you can't forget about that offense. For me, for me, and I'm rooting for the Mets all the way. Yes, I'm a Yankees fan, but I don't hate the Mets. I'm not like these other New Yorkers. I'm just saying. I, you know, I root for the Mets out of the National League. To me, if they could just find a way to pass, get past San Diego, I picked the Mets to win 2-0 because I believe Sergio and DeGrom is going to be amazing. That's my opinion. But if they could find a way, you know, try to get to the next round, try to be healthy. When Starling Marte comes back, listen, Marte has been a big loss for this team. It's really been a big, big loss. Starling Marte is a big part of this team especially lead off with his speed, with his hitting. You know, he can play great defense. I really, really believe whatever happened in Atlanta happened in Atlanta. That's fine. Now the regular season's over. Yeah. I think the Mets are poised to make a big run with that rotation in that lineup and Buck Showalter leading them all the way. I believe, I think, I really believe, I think the Mets, their luck is going to turn in the playoffs. Yep, I, I I'm with you, and I also have the Mets. Um, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned Showalter because if if we remember in in I I believe it was 2016 when he had Zach Britton, and he could have gone to Zach Britton, and it's like why didn't she go to Zach Britton? And so I feel like he needs to uh, redeem himself for that because he caught a lot of shit for that. That is true, but I, listen, Buck is a very good manager. I know yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of a lot of the things didn't go his way when he was, you know, managing in, yeah. you know, Arizona from Texas to New York to, uh, you know, even Baltimore. But he's known to make that those teams competitive and to take them in the right direction. Look what he, to me, if there was any other manager, then the the Mets don't have the players, and they don't even they don't even be where they're at right now at 101 wins and 61. You know, it's not happening. Buck Showalter made it happen. Can I, I do want to add, though, yeah. Bob Melvin might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder for the Padres because he was supposed to be the Mets manager, and then uh, the Mets went and got Showalter. Um, so I mean, Bob Melvin might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder to go out and win this series. I don't think nobody had a shot at the Mets job. I think it was Showalter from the beginning. Everybody, when Max Serger signed with the Mets and he says, go get me Showalter, I think I know who they're listening to. <laughs> Yeah, good he also point. Might have yeah, that doesn't mean on. Melvin's not going to be upset about that, though. No, no, I, Bob so. Melvin, I'm a big fan of him from the days he was in Oakland. I, I felt bad. It just, I felt like if they would have gave him some money to spend, I think Oakland could have, you know, been over the top. He just had his luck, but you know, I'm happy San Diego. To be honest with you, Derek, I'm happy San Diego got Bob Melvin. They needed that veteran manager. That's like with Show Walter with the Mets. 
and Dusty Baker with the Astros. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, veteran. You know, I know everybody's an analytic geek, but to me, analytics really doesn't win your World Series. You still got to go with heart. You got to go with guts. You got to go with feel. Uh, that's just my opinion. You yeah, know. I'm I'm a mix the two kind of guy. Like analytics are helpful, but at the end of the day, you still need that gut feeling. You know, analytics can help your decision, but they can't make the decision for you. Exactly. Well, if you know, somebody told me, well, it's analytics. Well, Tampa Bay lost because of analytics because they took out Blake Snell. So yeah. that's another proven point. Well, I don't I don't buy into it. I I think that's why Tampa Bay is lost a bunch in the in the playoffs and hasn't won it's because they they run too high on on the analytics well guys we uh oh barnes um what are, what does the bleacher brawls crew say about uh this series uh bleacher brawls crew also unanimously except for derek has the mess <laughs> derek you're on your own buddy all right that's totally fine I gotta do this more often, man. I gotta join in. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so we got Bleacher Brawls, uh, mostly Cleveland. I think Bleacher Brawls was mostly Seattle, and then unanimously Cardinals and unanimous minus Derek uh, for the Mets to go through. So um, we got today. Uh, sorry, we got tomorrow, Saturday, and then Sunday if needed. Um, and Nolan's Nolan was in on on our Tuesday show. Nolan, how you doing? Uh, we're about to wrap up, but if you'd like to come on and give us your picks for the wild card round real quick, or Alvaro, uh, if you'd like to come in, please please do so. Um, but uh, hey, Derek, when does the ALDS start? Starts Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. So um, Barnes, maybe we think about doing a Monday show instead of a um, Tuesday, or what do you think? What did you say? Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a possibility for that. But hey, uh, Nolan, real quick, uh, today tonight's show is all about the wild card predictions. So if you want to run through the mat, the four uh, wild card matchups, and just give us your picks for those, we'd love to hear. Them. Okay, hold on, let me pull it up quickly. Um, yeah, so the the first one would be uh, what Tampa and Cleveland. I got Tampa inside of that one, and. Uh, What's the next one? Is that Seattle and um Toronto? Seattle. Yep. I got Toronto moving on there. I I don't have any upsets. I mean, besides the Tampa being the sixth seed and the Guardians the three seed, I got uh St. Louis beating the Phillies and the Mets beating uh San Diego. My man. My man. You're kind of with the, most of us. Yeah. So yeah. love to hear it. Yeah. You have uh and if you have uh this thing called Clubhouse app. No, I haven't heard of it. All right, there's a clubhouse app. You know what, Barnes? I'm gonna send you it. Um, I'm in, I'm in it. It's called uh, Baseball Collective. If you guys, because you guys are all into baseball, we've been doing this for a year now. Through baseball, off season, now we're doing the playoffs. Every day they have a show. I'm gonna send you guys it. Um, guys, it's very good. If you guys like to all talk baseball, okay, yeah, a lot of people are in it. So if you guys want to throw me a follow, um, it's on my tweet when I uh, it's on my uh, tweets. All right, Abs- absolutely. And you know, if you if you enjoyed hanging out with us tonight, you know, I heard you kind of say like, "Oh man, we got to jump in this more." Yeah, uh, we're we're on here usually every Tuesday night uh, around seven p.m. Eastern time, just like it was tonight. Um, 
Yeah. And we we do these shows because some people are like we just like hearing thoughts from the public. We like me and Doug, who is the the host right now. We just like hanging out. We've known each other for a long time, and we were like, "Hey, we like hanging out. We like chatting sports. Why not let's share it and have everyone else hang out with us?" So it's just yeah. like a little community hanging out. So yeah, I'm a little I'm I'm knowledgeable when it comes to baseball. Mm-hmm. Been watching hey. it for a time. Love to have you more. Yeah, yeah no problem. Well, anytime, um, let me so, know. So. so uh, me and Barnes will talk about it and, you know, just to move, if, if it's possible to move it to Monday night, um, just so we can get the show in, recap the wild card rounds and then give our next predictions before the division series start, uh, starts on Tuesday. But, you know, we'll talk about that. So, um, we'll put out a tweet on Sunday, um, you know, letting everyone know for sure, but it's either going to be Monday. It's probably going to it's either going to be Monday or Tuesday. So uh, make sure you're checking back and we'll definitely, uh, you know, we appreciate you joining us today and, and uh, you know, talking with us and we had some pretty good, uh, pretty good, um, pretty good, you know, people come on and, and talk. Uh, so that, that was great. Um, if you get, if uh, Kasim, if you didn't know and everyone else listening, if you didn't know where you could find us, you got us here on Twitter. Um, we're on bleacherbrawls.com. You can check us out and we are on, thank you, Alvaro for the hearts, um, on bleacherbrawls.com. Alvaro right here, the guy, the other guy in here, um, he made the Yankee calendar for October. So you can go over there to bleacherbrawls.com, find that calendar and download it. He's a, he's a graphic designer and an artist and does wonderful work. All of our logos and everything were made from him, uh, as he leaves while I'm giving him praise. But uh, um, also, we are on uh, YouTube. Uh, Derek here, who's been speaking, is very good on the YouTube videos and that we all, you know, contribute to. But Derek kind of spearheads that project. And uh, Barnes is just a goofy dude. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. You're not wrong. I'm a goofy guy. <laughs> um, Barnes, Derek, you guys have anything else before we sign off? No, thanks for coming in. Love hanging out with you guys. As always, uh, like like Doug said, we'll make sure we get the tweet out about uh, the possible switch to the Tuesday night show moving to Monday. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll get back to you. Hope uh, tell your friends. We love to hang. We if you had fun tonight, we would love to you know have a even a bigger space, more people. Maybe it runs a little bit longer. And hey, you know, like make sure if you're if you're in now. Check us out on wherever you find your podcast, Apple Pod or Spotify. You'll be on it tomorrow when we post it. You know, send it to your friends like, oh, look, I'm on a podcast. Yeah. Throw each other a follow. I sent uh, Barnes. I sent it to you, Doug. I sent it to you in your, um, in your message box. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, Derek, Derek, any final thoughts? Um, yes. I just want to give a heads up to everyone who's listening and everyone in here. Um, we got the we got the uh, three straight days of wild card round. Then we have the day off on Monday. Then the division series starts on Tuesday. But the weird wrinkle is all game ones are on Tuesday. Then only the National League game twos are on Wednesday. Then only the American League game twos on Thursday. Oh. And National League game three on Friday. American League game three and National League game four on Saturday. American League game four, National League game oh, five on Sunday. That, that's no, right. And then the game five days. for the... And then Game 5 for the American League is on Monday. There's no travel day off between Game 4 and Game 5 in the American League. Yeah, that's the difference this year. I, 
I mean, I'm a big fan of this uh, format thing. It's not one and done wild card. And I know the ALDS is five games, but I'm happy that it's not one and one and done. Yeah. You know, that's the honest truth. I'm happy it's three games. Yeah, I, I to- thanks for uh, putting that in, Derek, because I totally right. forgot that they have the travel days now. Um, yeah, well, they well they scheduled it weird because normally the I one of the leagues starts a day before, so right. every single day there's a game. But now they're starting it a day, both the same day. But the American League series gets a day off between games one and two. But now they don't get a day off in between game four and five. Right, right. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on that. And uh, yeah, but it's it's nice that we get three, you know, at least two straight days right now, four games. And then, you know, whatever, if any of them need to go to a game three uh, on this Sunday for, uh, you know, the final. All right, guys, this was a great episode. I had a lot of fun and we'll see how um, the next time we'll talk to you is on Sunday when we do our playoff uh, pod as a whole. And then, um, you know, whenever we decide to do the Doug and Barnes show next, we'll be that. Um, I'm Doug. I had Barnes and Derek here and a bunch of other people. It was great. I had a blast. Hope you guys did too. Have a good night and we'll see you next week after this first round of games. Have a good night, everyone. Bye.